0: welcome to another Ideaprov episode with your host, Mike Pedersen. I'm here with two phenomenal people um, that are on a really, really empowering type of path. And it's kind of funny that I use the word empowering because of the fact that that's one of their core bases. So I'm here today with uh, Nicholas and Abby. And so I want to kind of give them the, the space and the time to be able to open up themselves, kind of introduce themselves and what they're about. So Abby, I'm going to start with you first. How have you been? Tell us a little bit about you and uh, how, how we came to interact.
1: Hey, so thank you for having us here, first of all. It's awesome to be on here and to be able to communicate with you guys and be on this platform. But um, a little bit about us. Um, We started I Am Empath as a way to just empower the community a little more than what we can do face to face. And so we just try to encourage people to pursue their passions and to pursue their path. And that's why it's called Empath, because we want you to walk an empowered path. And empowerment is the concept of taking ownership in your life and realizing the power within yourself. And when somebody does that, they can change the world a little bit at a time. So we just want to encourage everyone to walk an empowered path, and that's why we're doing what we're doing.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, it has been a pleasure to be invited onto the show with you, Mike. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to what Idea Prop has to offer. Uh, but before we dive into that, definitely an intro is needed uh, based on what we're doing. So. Just to kind of bulge off of what, or dive off of what uh, Abigail has said, was uh, she talked about empowerment and empath, right? So I am is actually one of the most powerful statements you can make about yourself. When we started I Am Empath, we didn't know this, but as we soon grew, we soon to realize and from other outside influence, how powerful the word I am. You take, a, you take anything after I am and it describes you. So we, dis, we discovered and decided that it was important to be able to, like Abigail talked about, broaden our perspective to be able to reach a wider audience through our influence, which we're unable to affect personally uh, in our lives right now. Uh, and how we do that is through blogs and podcasts and creating content that has positive affirmations of I am. disclaiming and proclaiming who you are in the day that you'll have, and just the ultimate purpose and path that you walk. Ultimately, our path is to empower your path so that we have the ability to, you know, create with others who are looking to create, who are already on a path just looking to almost sonic speed forward. Uh, just to be able to do it with people who are already doing it, and so uh, we're just excited to be here with you, Mike, and uh, excited to see what this show comes out as.
0: Wonderful! That was a, that was fantastic. I, I mean, um, I met I met the, these two wonderful people um, after they had commented on one of my LinkedIn posts, and you know, I got to reviewing some of their their stuff on their website and whatnot. And I said, wow, like these people are really kind of they're starting something new that is really going to be impactful for a lot of people, not only in the current spectrum of COVID and everything that everybody's going through, but I think the natural spectrum of where things are leading in regards to um, just the individuality and people having the ability to be themselves and create the person that they want to be. So I thought it was really helpful to kind of bring them on the show and to share that positive message and that positive uh, energy and kind of put that out in, in the space so I, I commend you guys for kind of starting this you know and, and, and going on this journey because i think it's going to really help a lot of people
1: absolutely a positive message is all we want to get out we just want people to realize that they have a positive message to share because every single one of us has an incredible journey and we're all going through different trials and triumphs through life and no matter how big or small you think it is your story could completely impact somebody else's life in a completely and they they could be the ones to do something huge, and you could be the ones that could shift them to make that happen, so we just want to promote a positive message so that people can hear that and realize themselves, because we just want um, people to walk with confidence and with passion and be sure of who they are.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's huge, I think there's a lot of people that kind of, they're kind of reluctant to almost put themselves out there and to kind of feel and be who they want to be for fear of whatever it is, maybe judgment or uh, they've never given themselves permission to be able to do that because I find that that was something big with me, like I just had to, I had to get out of my own way, I had to get out of my own head and kind of uh, transition into the person that, that I want to be. So I think there's a lot of people that could, that could use that message right now. So I think we're in, we're in a good space to, uh, I hope this medium will kind of get to those people and, and kind of share your message and we can, we can get that going.
2: Absolutely. That would be the hope. We, um, we, I can't tell you truthfully, um, how ironic but how pertinent, and I'm sure multiple people are feeling this. Or maybe there's a difference between noticing and realizing, um, because you may notice something about yourself, but realizing is taking the opportunity to really change that. Because you're like, I'm not that. What the what creeps into your head and says what you are. Um, I think that's why we, why you know, discovering how powerful I am has been such a overshift of what's been happening. But really, the reason why I'm sharing this is because there is. Going on personally in my life, a tremendous battle of self-doubt, you know, and I had a crazy dream and ultimately the ending of that dream, not the ending, but the the sum altogether is that the self-doubt that is presenting itself within my life will create major blockages and major barriers that will prevent me from gaining the success and the significance that I'm looking for sooner on than I would like it to. Just because I can't get out of my own way, like you mentioned, Mike, and uh, you know that's that is not a battle, but it's a it's it's a war because you'll you'll face it your whole life. No matter how significant or how successful everything becomes within your life, there's still a day where it could creep in and tell you something that you're not, make you feel that you're unworthy, and you just have to continuously remind yourself. The more bandwidth you build with empowerment within yourself, we'll be able to shut those doors and keep them locked. You know, because it's not you; it's it's who you say you are that creates you. Because you are where you're at right now, off of every choice and every decision that you've made, you manifested your life.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I think that's huge because one of the one of the things that I, I think I've said it on another show was, um, I guess I, I forgot how I phrased it, but it was to. Kind of don't consistently judge yourself because up to this point in your life, every decision that you've made, you thought was the best decision, you know. And then and putting that into context, you know, and taking a step back and saying, "Hey, like, why am I beating myself up about because I haven't been able to do this or X or Y or or haven't been able to achieve this or or check those boxes on your on your you know your bucket list um, or your to do list of life?" Uh, I think, you know, is humbling but at the same time very empowering because you have the self-realization to know that this isn't the end and you're going to keep going and as long as you stay positive and focus on the things that you need to focus on you'll be able to achieve every anything that you want to
1: yeah it's just taking one step forward at a time and it doesn't matter if it's a big step or a small like a really big like a big step or a really small step. It doesn't matter which one it is, as long as you're moving forward. And if it means like stopping, taking a break, and looking around so you can see what your next step would be, even that is a step forward. And people just have to give themselves that that time and say, it's okay for me to take a second and look at where I need to go. And I shouldn't punish myself for taking a break for a second because that's what's gonna keep you motivated. Cause what good is a step that is in the wrong direction or what good is a step where you're really, really exhausted and you just collapse at the next step because you pushed yourself too far. So it's like giving yourself those tiny wins over the tiny things that you're doing. Like everything that you're doing is moving you forward. And you just gotta realize that all of your steps is a positive one.
0: Yeah, a lot of it is a matter of perspective as well. You know, um, you could think that you might be moving backwards or you might be moving laterally, but oftentimes if you spin the perspective on it, you can, you know, turn those perspectives into teachings and learnings that can help you be better and help you recognize them in the future and help you get to where you want to go faster. So um, I think that's a, that's a huge win for um, a lot of that. This was, that was a great, great segment as far as um, what, what, the, what you guys are kind of all about. So I'm excited to, uh, to see where you guys will be going in the future. Thank you
1: you as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You're doing great things. You're spreading word and you're you're making an impact with being able to bring individuals on that are doing something in their life that they're excited about and mm-hmm. spreading that with your platform. So thank you. You know, you you are doing something incredible
0: right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So to get started on the episode aspect of it, um, Abby Nichols and I kind of were talking about things one of the items that we really felt passionate about to talk about on this episode was the concept of wealth and how it's, I guess, uh, increasingly disproportionate in the world that we're living in today. So we have handfuls of billionaires that are richer than some entire countries. How can we close the wealth gap in the United States? Right? So you look at these people that are at the top that are making ridiculous amounts of money, and of course the, the easy ones come to mind, the Jeff Bezos, the uh, Warren Buffets, right? And at first initial thought, I say, all right, these people have made their money. It's fantastic. Um, they probably won't even be long, around enough long enough to, to spend it all. And while I do agree that they are fully in charge to be able to share that with their own, you know, sibling families and friends. It's really tough for me to get behind that when I see homeless people, and when I see people that are desperately in need, and when it's not, their time is more valuable to where they can't pick up a hundred dollar bill on the side of the street. Um, Now they get to charities, and and I understand like that, and part of it is tax write-offs, but The first thought I got to think is one, we have to kind of increase the amount of education for those that are more disproportionately um, disenfranchised. And then secondly, I got to think that the top one percenters of these billionaires can maybe find better ways to utilize utilize their money and their wealth rather than just coming off and writing a check for this particular institution or this particular foundation? I mean, is, is, do you think that's a good starting point? Like, what are you guys' thoughts here?
2: Yeah, um, so I think that's a phenomenal starting point. Really, those are some things that come to my mind and things that we really have thought about, noticed, and not necessarily um, have sat back and looked at as, that can't be me, but how can that be me? Um, so I totally agree with what you're saying and I and and so I guess the biggest faction of how can you kind of close that gap uh, the first one is you know financial education you know in teaching people what financial independence is financial freedom what it means to have full control full ownership over not only your time but your money because what more important is money if you if you spend all your time nicking it. You know, if, if I if I asked you, you know, what's more important, time or money, arguably, unarguably, I'd say really, it would be time. Because we can make more money. We can find out ways to increase our wallets, but we don't have the time to spend with our families, to spend with our loved ones. So you'll see people who create You know, massive powerhouses to be able to have full control over their time, you know, full control over their family's time so that they can do the things that they please and the things that they want so they can go on and stand on their shoulders and create more success. Now, closing that gap, you know, would come into playing financial education. Right. And so how do you do that? You know, there has to be people willing out there and and willing to freely teach this type of stuff but really you have to go back to what a curriculum is being taught right now and that's mandated indoctrination in what was brought to us in the industrial age to be able to teach us how to get a job by going to school and that's why you see the economy in the way it is because we're learning based off of a system that doesn't work anymore you know so what our parents told us growing up was go to school so you can get a great education so you can get a great job you know, and then what do you do? You spend 60, 70 years of your life, now the generation that we're living in, peddling away at something that doesn't necessarily, it matters if you're working for a great company, but it could not matter because you're working your entire life away for another man's dream. And when you're working for another man's dream, you have no opportunity to pursue your own dream, you know? so it really comes down to, you know, something like we talked about before, like that belief, you know, that attraction, you know, believing that you have the ability to do that. So you attract the right people into your life because you are worthy. You do have what it takes and you were put on this earth for a purpose. And if you don't fulfill that purpose because you don't believe in yourself, that spot will be left empty and it will never, it, 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 your impact won't be here. You know, so the people that are there are because they believed in themselves, you know, especially the new money aspect. now. I, I'm a little bit of a tangent, I guess, and I'm just gonna wrap it up so Abby can uh, chime in, but uh, you, you mentioned uh, the, the homeless issue, you know, and that's a tremendous issue. And unfortunately, there's a miseducation on how to handle your finances. You know, it's okay to be in debt in America. You can be in debt and have a huge home, lots of cars, lots of land, do all this stuff, own a bunch of companies, but you can be facing bankruptcy. Or you could be, you know, making thirty, forty thousand dollars a year or less and have be having more in student loan debts because you listened to the wrong person. You know, unfortunately there's people that are homeless that different things happen, drugs, alcohol, they get involved in your life because you're not happy with the life that's set in front of you because you see the life your parents lived and you're like, I don't wanna do that, so you numb out. You don't live the life that you feel, so you get yourself in a bad situation because the self doubt gets bigger. You know, because you're feeding that self-doubt with drugs, alcohol, negative self-talk, bad association. And then you see people on the street, unfortunately, they're homeless. But, you know, if we gave them $1,000, they might do something that puts themselves or others in harm's way because they don't know how to handle that money. You know, so there can be systems in place for people who want to learn, but you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And there's even more common uh, thing that I guess we can relate with is you know teaching a man how to fish and not giving him fish because on the street we feel like we need to give maybe money to people but that's just giving them fish and never teaching them how to fish and so a bigger a bigger view of this is that stimulus check that got dropped and America dropped a stimulus check on us some of us received it some of us haven't but that stimulus check actually led to um, people just getting pushed back into their comfort zone, instead of pushed out of their comfort zone to be able to strive and go for what, you know, they want they got inside of them, but really they just relied on, okay, the government's got me, it'll, it'll bail me out whenever that happens. If it already did happen, they're talking about a round two. So it's kind of like, how do you do that is it has to be an upbringing generation where people are aware and they're willing to do something about it because If you can do something in the private sector, you can make a larger impact than in the public sector. And the private sector means that you have to raise your capital so that people will actually listen to you because you can actually make a difference. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and Nick was talking a lot about financial education and that's extremely important because every single time I hear somebody talk about this issue, they say, oh, the wealthy should just give more and the wealthy should fix this, but that's not going to work. And that's not what they worked so hard to create. So it's not that the wealthy need to learn how to change their habits. It's that we, the people need to change our habits so that we ourselves can raise our own capital, not ask people for capital. And so it's not about getting it. We're we've been stuck doing the wrong thing, and that's Everyone's like, you should just get an education. And then if everybody was educated, then we'd all be good. But what you see is most billionaires didn't even go to college. And why do you think it's because that's a distraction? And it's like, if, if we just gave everyone education, if education was the goal, it needs to be the right education. And it's not going into a four-year college that's going to tell you to like study like what you were saying, underwater basket weaving. And you like have a PE class and you're paying so much money to go into debt and it's all just a trick and it's a loop. You're gonna be stuck working 40 to 80 hours of your life and you're not gonna be able to pursue anything outside of your job. And you're gonna be stuck paying off all of your debt and you're gonna be stuck in that loop and you're gonna say, hey, why isn't anybody helping me? But why you have to help yourself. And you have to pursue significance and realize your power to make a difference. Because the billionaires, they, they realize their power and they made a difference themselves. A lot of them were handed money. That's different. But um, but if the, there's like the Jeff Bezos, he built himself up, and it, he's he's not using it in the right way fully, and that's that's his problem. We need more good people. Deciding to make money because that's what's going to make the difference if the people who really do want it to be different And want the want the wealthy to be different then why don't you become wealthy? And you make that influence and you have that impact on this earth rather than waiting for somebody else to change You change you make a difference and the whole world would change. That's why we we are so passionate about empowering people to pursue their purpose and pursue freedom in their life because once you have your time freed up and once you have your finances freed up, that's when you can start to make a difference and actually change the world. More good people need money and more good people need to be billionaires. And it's not that the billionaires who are bad they're going to stay bad, they are what they are. It's not that that is what it is. And trying to get them to change is just wasting more energy instead of focusing on you and focusing inward so you can make a
0: difference. So I think one of the ones that you you definitely hit a a nerve was um, the financial education piece, right? And so I think there's a difference between Financial education and just the way that we look at education. So in in relation to the financial education portion Yes, people do know how to uh, I don't know maybe not balance a checkbook because I don't know how many people write checks anymore, but um, But how to look at money a little bit differently, right? Um, So this is one of those things where I got to look at it and I have to say Maybe this should be taught earlier on Right, so this should be taught maybe middle school, elementary school, um, and so I have to think about it from that standpoint because even on a, even on another show, we're looking at just the K through 12, and there's a you know a mantra that you could say, hey, they just kind of pump you with information to regurgitate that information, and then you know you're supposed to come out and they feed you. Uh, I don't want to say it's a lie, but. You know, you come out, you're supposed to go to college, like you said, you get your four-year degree, you jump on with a big company, you work for 40 years, and you're supposed to be happy and then retire at 60 and then live your life. And it's like, I think that's backwards. I think it's really fundamentally backwards. Um, From the education portion of it, like I feel like we need to change the way that young people look at what they want to do for the career path, for what what they want to, quote unquote, stop asking the question, what do you wanna be when you grow up? Because you can be so many multiple things. Now, how that relates to the wealth aspect of it is, I believe that as as people, as society, we have to look at the emotional intelligence of people and start to begin to change that at the ground level, instead of asking billionaires to write more checks and do more things. They've made their money, they're gonna do what they're, they're gonna do. They wanna make even more money, be even more richer for whatever reason. Uh, Maybe it believes that they buy their happiness, but um, studying how the young people in the ages of anywhere between 12 and and 25, 30, I'd say that's gonna be the next generation that's gonna be communicating things, that's gonna be consuming the majority share of society's uh, goods and services. So in order to change the perspective of some of these big companies, I think those particular individuals, we need to teach them how to better understand money and better understand their own value as it pertains to money. Um, Being part of something themselves, that they build themselves, finding more value in the individual and the things that they're able to bring to society rather than jumping on with a large company to just jump on with a large company because that's what you're supposed to do. And I think over time that can end up changing the mindset of some of these more seasoned companies, and some of these uh, more established, wealthy people to say, I'm not gonna be able to make my money off of the backs of all these people because they're so diverse, they're so different. None of them are gonna consume the same things that they are. Um, I think there's another portion to the wealth conversation in which when they've locked up things that everybody needs, so, for example, I look at real estate, um, water, power, electricity, those type of things like connectivity, data. It's gonna be it's gonna be very difficult to kind of siphon that away, you know. Now that they've done it, um, so that media consumption change is, is important, and I think you, you you hit the salary portion of it because I said it on another show: is uh, a salary is what they pay you to give up on your dreams. And for some reason that's like, it's super stuck with me because it's like every single time that I see people like, oh, you know, they're clamoring for the next run on the ladder, um, how's that really affecting you deep down? You know, are you really, is that does that make you happier when you rest your head on the pillow at night? Highly doubt it, you know? So I think you guys are spot on now, you know, getting more to a medium level from that financial education piece, How do we get from having that finance or that education among I guess the next generation and teaching them appropriately? How do we get from there to making consistent long change that will have lasting power?
1: Mm -hmm. I think that if we change fundamentally how people think about pursuing a job or pursuing their passions or pursuing a business. There is a um, incredible TED talk by Simon Sinek. I don't know if you've heard it, but it's called Start With Why. And the whole concept that he shares in it is about how in society now, we're taught to think about what do you wanna do? Okay, how are you gonna do that? Then you go to school. And then later when you're like 30 or 40 years old, you're like, why did I do that? And that's what so many people get stuck into. They fall into that loop. But the really, what we need to change is instead of asking our kids, what do you want to do? If everyone asks their kids, what what impact do you want to have in this world? What kind of change do you want to have? And they're figuring out why, and they're figuring out why they are doing what they're doing. And they are thinking about the why first instead of about the what. So if they're like, okay, my goal is to, let's say, build homes for the homeless and that's their child's goal so they're not going to say okay i need to get a degree they're going to say okay that's my why how am i going to get there they're going to think about how next and then they're gonna think about what they have to do. So it's just thinking about it the opposite way and figuring out why and what your purpose is on this world and what impact do you wanna leave and how do you wanna be remembered and what kind of change do you want to make? And if you start thinking about that first before picking a career, that's what will make the difference. So it's, I think like a great start would just be to spread awareness of thinking about why first because if everybody just started asking their kids why first that's what's going to make a lasting impact because they're going to ask their kids why and they're going to ask their kids why and instead of it being asked what do you want to do what are you, what job are you going to pick instead of it being like that and that being our culture it has a whole different culture now so it all starts with what we're saying in the household
2: yeah yeah i agree i agree i um i have something to piggyback off of with uh, what you're talking about. And it really has to do with how money is flowed and or flown, right? So what I mean by that is water, pass through, water passes through pipes and it runs up buildings and it comes out of the 34th floor, right? That's because pipelines were built through the building down into the ground and connected to the water source where it was filtrated, cleaned and whatever they do there um, and treated. So you know, what is that? That's a pipeline, right? So there's, there's two ways of creating money and it's thought or labor, right? So you can create money with how you think and the way you think and the perspective on what you have to coincide with what she's talking about. Um, but there's also, uh, uh geez, I lost my thought. Um, it's okay though, but I have it. So it, you have, uh, <laughs> You have, you have your buckets and you have your pipeline. You know, we're taught how to carry buckets and that's to get a job, you know, that's labor, that's going to work, that's showing up every day. And then, you know, we have pipelines and those are people that have discovered how to create passive income. And that's where you see multimillionaires, billionaires creating their wealth and it's because they have a pipeline laid down. And instead of focusing on carrying buckets, they're focusing on how can I make my pipeline bigger and how can I spread my pipeline out? How can I reach more people? How can I make a bigger impact? They're thinking way differently. They're thinking with thought. They're not thinking with labor. You know, there's people right now, we're in, a, we're in an economic recession, let's call it, because we have people who are out of a job. And unfortunately, that's, that's, that's terrible because there's income missing from people's pockets. But at the same time, all this energy and all this resource that's going into looking for a job, you know, you could be focusing on your purpose, your brand, and how you can make an impact you know this is a wall that we're in to be able to refresh and you know figure things out because we don't have the opportunity to just kind of willy-nilly with our day and let it go by we have to control our day because there's not much we can really do you know and you start to become aware of of your habits so um you know, what i wanted to get into was something called the cash flow quadrants and if you guys have ever read robert kiyosaki uh you'll know what rich dad poor dad is and it's about It's all about who you listen to, right? So our parents, they love us. They want the best for us. They're our number one influence in our life, 99% of the time. If it's not our parents, it's a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, whoever your guardian is that has raised you has major influence in your life. The next one's most likely gonna be your significant other, your siblings, things like that, right? So who do you listen to? The people who don't have the life that you want or the people that have the life that you want. You take a look at the people who are creating success. If you don't want their success, you don't pursue that. There's ways to create success by what you define it as. So you find the people that are living the lifestyle that you're living and you ask them to help you. You open your mouth and you say something. If they say no, okay, that's not the right person for you. There's gonna be somebody that says yes to you. There's gonna be somebody that sees that potential in you. And Robert Kiyosaki had that experience happen to him. He had, he had his rich dad, one of his best friends, his father knew how to create money. His father had businesses, he knew what he was doing. You know, money is money. Like I said, without time, it's nothing. He also knew how to get his time back. He knew how to create passive income. So he had a phenomenal time with his son, you know, and the best friend would talk to Robert and be like, you know, this is what my dad is. You know, this is what my dad does. And he's like, I want to know your dad because his father was poor. His father doesn't have the things that he wants. So he loves his father, but there's a difference between honoring and loving your fa- your parents or your family. So not necessarily taking their influence and taking what they're saying, but say but taking with what they're saying to heart and then doing what you're gonna do anyways, because you know what you need to do for you. So Robert Kiyosaki coined a term, um, the cash flow quadrants and those cash flow quadrants step into active and passive income like i mentioned before with uh with carrying buckets and then the pipeline so half of that side is uh being employed and having a self-sustaining small business or specialty that's an active income because you're showing up every day the other side you know, being educated differently now, is how to build that pipeline and that's through a big business who are investing correctly so that you can get your time back and spend your time doing the things that you want to do.
1: Yeah, and that definitely ties back into the thought of teaching, changing the way children are taught in the home because if you teach them to think about why first, and then you allow them to take a different influence other than just you. And that's something that would take huge strength as parents too. Telling your kids it's okay that they don't have to follow your path or follow your way. It's okay if they go and pursue their own path and their own passions. And helping them do that and guiding them to do something different than what you are doing. And allowing them to take other influence, like what Nick was saying, having influence of not necessarily a rich dad, a poor dad, but and influence too strong at what you want to do and allowing your kid to step out and take that. And if if um, the household changed to where that was accepted, that would definitely change how our children are raised and how they raise their children.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a huge point, like transitioning the mental mindset of what it means for a career standpoint, from what it means to be happy, from what it means, what a success mean? I think we'll do a huge, um, uh, it's like go a long way to be able to change the mindset of how people operate, right? And one of the things that I think that that stuck with me in in regards to changing um, and focusing on the next generation and how they evolve is the concept like uh, like Nick was talking about about that passive income, right? So not only having a main hustle, but two or three side hustles to be able to get. And that's how you get that exponential wealth, where you have that multiple pipelines of, of whatever. Um, but what I think plays into that as well is to encourage the children, the next generation, and those maybe in the current generation that are, that are on their way to look at finding a way in which they can be disruptive to long extending industries. Right. Um, I know the financial industry is really going through an upheaval now because there are a lot of people that are just they don't like the way that things are going. Um, uh, of course, the old adage of uh, everybody was talking about nobody was talking about taxi caps and then all of a sudden Uber comes and blows the doors off of everybody. Um, delivery service, Amazon. You know, the, the examples go on and on. But finding a way that we can, you know, instruct the appropriate people, those people in in those particular industries and those people coming into the workforce to say, hey, listen, what's something that you're unhappy with? What's something that, where does your passion lie? And see if you can marry that to an area or an industry that can need some change. And I think by doing that, you start to create that disruptive attitude of let me blow the system up, let me turn it on top of its head, right? And when you do that, then you're able to pivot the mindset and the thought process around it and what that will do is i feel get a lot more people to say hey listen i I built this from scratch i turned this particular industry upside down or me and a group of people turned this industry upside down but the things that i believe in are not the things that the predecessors before me believed in right so then in turn you're they're injecting that positivity they're Effectively putting the system on an equal playing field because of their ideals are probably not to go make a bajillion dollars, right? So they're going to say, hey, let me be socially responsible. Let me be eco friendly with the way that I work. And let me hit all these other buttons that are going to massively affect all these other parts of life in a much more positive fashion.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think. Not necessarily I think, I know what you're touching on and that's more of a holistic success because money is money, it's cool, it's there, you can make more of it, but money doesn't create emotion because money actually is a void filler for what the emotion should be felt, you know, so what you're talking about there I think is super important. You know, and those are some things that we definitely believe in as well, you know, just finding a different way to make an impact that's not necessarily, you know, creating income, but it's also helping people and just adding more value to not necessarily the marketplace, but just an individual to be an encourager in your daily path and to take a moment to actually listen to the things that they want to see happen because you have an actual interest in what they have to say
1: yeah and another important thing there is so many people out there actually doing something to be eco-friendly and doing things to be holistic and there is all those companies starting up and there's more people that want to start up but the problem is is that society as a whole still turns to the big businesses so if we want the big businesses to decrease and the small eco-friendly businesses to increase, what we need to do is shift where we're shopping. And if you don't want to support the billionaires and you don't want them to succeed, don't shop from them no matter if it costs you an extra couple cents or like a dollar more to do something that would help the environment. Just if you want to a better future, we have to be willing to invest into people who are making that happen and who are doing it from the grassroots level. And you have to be willing to do your research and find out who they are and shift your shopping habits and shop from them if you really do want to make a difference that way and to support the people who are trying to do- make a difference.
2: Yeah, if I could just add one thing onto that. Um one company that people continuously shop at it's the Great Mart, right? The Great Wall of Mart. And it still stands because of, you know, the economy standpoint of where people think about their money. And so they're not willing to disenfranchise something that is giving them something at a lower cost than most places, actually a phenomenally low cost. It's like, how are you selling it like that? And then it's always open, it's always close, and because they're always selling low price, it's cheap and people mostly are looking for the cheapest or freest option for their money. You know?
0: Yeah, it's just a shift in thinking.
2: Shift in attitude, shift in mindset.
0: Yeah, I think that shift in mindset is is a big portion of it because if I'm gonna find some place that's right around the corner, that's cheap, that's quick, and that's easy, the only thing that's gonna beat that is something that's gonna be delivered to my door and afford me the ability to be lazy. And guess who filled that void? Yeah. Mr. Yeah,
2: Amazon, Amazon and Bezos, right? <laughs> you know, between
0: him and Uber Eats, like, it feels like you could really sit inside your house and never leave for three to four months and be quite fine. And we kinda have because of COVID, so. Um, <laughs> but but with that, I think a, a, a good portion of it is to get into the concrete details of like how we could change the the mindset. And I think you you hit on a, a touched on a, a really good point in the fact that. Uh, To not shop at the big business like reach out and find black-owned businesses or minority-owned businesses or women-led businesses And stuff like that and reinvigorate the market by spending money in those locations Um, I think one thing that we could really add on to that would close that is finding a mechanism or Some type of site or something. and I'm sure there might be out there. I could just be ignorant to it um, that realistically Shows all the, the options to people. So instead of going to a Walmart or going to a Target or whatever the case may be, where's another place that I can spend my money that's going to be beneficial for the economy into, into changing that shift, right? It could be, you know, Al's lumber food store or, or something like that, that I can spend my money that's going to go straight into Al's pocket. And Al is a guy who's a third generation, whatever, carpenter that, you know, his parents immigrated from you know, Peru or something like that. And I feel like that's going to be a a better way to invest and like bridge that gap rather than continuing to invest in the big businesses, right? Um, So it's that mental pivot. I I guess I'm struggling to figure out how people can do that and going to feel comfortable about it when there's so much ease and convenience elsewhere.
1: Right. What's going to be, what's going to make a difference is always going to be the harder choice. And that's why the people who are successful are successful because they were willing to make those choices, the hard choices that nobody else is willing to make. They were willing to invest their money when nobody else was willing to invest their money. And that's, that's a huge reason why it's going to take a long time for a society to change is because people aren't willing to do more and to step out of their comfort zone. But that's the importance of just what we're doing here and what we're doing with you, Mike. We're just spreading positivity. And the more people who are picking up on this and listening and, and the more people who are sharing their voice and and spreading that word and making it a, something that's normal, rather than something that only a few radicals do and they call them radicals because it's it's different it is different to shop holistically and they're like oh you know you're just like some boho or or a hippie (laughs) or something like that and society makes it not normal but if we just it's it just is gonna take a while for us to make that shift but i think more and more and more people especially since um covet is happening actually and people are home a lot of smaller businesses are starting to speak up a lot of people online are starting to spread positivity and spread those small shops and people are opening their eyes that that is out there and that there's this COVID period has been a huge shift because All I see on Instagram now is like, oh, this is a local business. Oh, don't support this business because they have this view or something like that. And the more people who are sharing that kind of stuff and normalizing that, Mm. that's what's gonna make the difference. And we're already doing that in a huge way. And we're even doing this on on this call. Whoever listens to this is gonna be awake if they haven't been awake already. And they're going to be able to share it and speak and continue to move forward. And adults, it's all gonna take one step and one person opening their mouth, and it's gonna be like the butterfly effect. And everybody's going to start to realize that this is the new way of thinking. The old way of thinking doesn't
0: work anymore. It's, uh, I, I, that, that pivot in the mindset and the old way of thinking, I think is something that's just, like you said, it's gonna take time. So there's a part of me that says, I love where we're going. I love with you know, everything that we're talking about but to play to those, I guess you could say, devil's advocates, right? To the other side that constantly says, you know, to your point, Abby, before, listen, Bezos is worth one point whatever trillion dollars. Like, why can't he just come up with a little bit more? Why can't he spread the, why can't he whatever? Why can't it, you know, and of course you can talk about trickle down economics, you know, until you're more blue in the face. Um, but to, to to broach that conversation, you know, lightly, how do we, I guess, collectively educate people to realize that the probability that we're going to get those individuals to make a larger contribution is going to be difficult and that it's probably going to be on the other 99% to close the gap rather than the 1% to make it happen. Yep. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, I have one word that comes to my mind and well, really it's a phrase and it's just setting the right example and it's actually following through on the things that you said you were gonna do. There's a whole lot of walk. I mean, there's a whole lot of talk and no walk, I guess I should say. There's a whole lot of walking in the wrong direction, I guess, and people know they're not doing the right thing. You know, but when you've been walking in a direction for so long, you start to say that it's the right direction because you don't want to give up that belief that you've been going the wrong way and that you've been thinking the wrong way. So it takes an opportunity to just drop it set an example and actually follow through on what you said was going to happen. Because like I mentioned earlier on in our call is that we were put on this earth for one purpose. It's up to you to find that purpose. And these billionaires out here, they may be fulfilling their purpose. They may not be fulfilling their purpose, but their purpose is different from ours. You know, so it comes from a perspective that they got theirs. What makes you so special that you won't get yours?
0: Like, you have to be responsible for your own destiny. You know, you have to be responsible for the things that you partake in, the things that you want to put your time and energy and effort into. Um, And that will create, you know, the life that you want to live. I also do think that there are some... I guess I would be devoid if I didn't mention, um, I guess a couple of things that I think could potentially equal the playing field. Right? Um, so, yes, they're going to make their money. I don't want to take anything away from them, but I want to get you guys' thoughts on some of the more technical ways that apparently like some of these, I guess we'll call them the one percenters, find ways to continually suck more money from, right? And of course, some of this is political and, you know, you don't want to kind of, you don't want to get too, too far into that, but things like slush funds and hedge funds and, and offshore bank accounts and things like that, where people are unable to hide money in their taxes and stuff like that. Do you feel like that is an adequate representation of something that need and or should be closed? Something that needs to be potentially modified or something that we should potentially leave alone? Or, or, or are those things are just a natural evil that those one percenters are going to find a way to hide money just because they want to keep more
1: it goes back to what i was saying it i think there's a lot of focusing in the wrong direction and it's it's like the same concept of getting them to share their money or getting them to think differently or waiting for them to change or there's gonna, if there became new laws to limit their money or to make them find taxes, you're right, they would just find a different way to make it work. And even if it, even if they made a little bit less, they're still gonna be billionaires. So what difference does it really make? The difference really will come back to you. And no matter if they're making more money, if they're making less money, how does that affect your life? It still has nothing to do with what difference you're gonna make and in, in what, um, how, the gap will still be exponential. The only way to close it is from the 99% moving forward. And so that's, it, it just goes back to focusing in the right direction and making sure that you focus inward and you grow forward so that the, the, gap, the gap closes, it shouldn't decrease. We should all increase as a global
0: collective. Yeah, I, I think that's a well-spoken because I've, I've personally tossed it back and forth um, to say I, I do believe the majority of the onus is on is on that 99% to close the gap. Um, however, I think there is a part of me that says if things were fair across the board, I think that gap could close faster. Now whether it's fair or unfair, I guess that's a personal opinion. Um, but that, like, like going back to that financial education piece, I think it, it becomes to, it's ever so pertinent and ever so visible that you need to kind of have that holistic approach and have that knowledge of how you're going to press forward and how you're going to close the gap for you individually. Um, be be that as it may, on a global level, I'd like to get you guys' persp- perspective on. Do we think this will even close? And if so, when?
2: That's a phenomenal way to position that question, truthfully, Mike. And the reason being why is because the U.S. is so drastically different from the rest of the world and the way their economy system is set up, not only because of our government. People have a lot of negative things to say about it. You know, we're not necessarily the number one freest country in the world. But if you take a look at other countries that have something called a caste system, for those of that are familiar with what caste is, it's being born into a positionary level, somewhere in legacy in life, whether you're a farmer or a king of that area, you will never move past that area because that is the life that you were born into. So those people don't necessarily have the same opportunity as one that is born in the country like America you know there's a lot of unfairities i guess but life isn't fair because what good would our experiences be if we didn't have that struggle that came with it you know if we could just figure out how to pour money into our pockets a lot of us would have money and there would be no separation and no separation in thinking for those who actually pursued their purpose and pursued their passions, whether that was they had a they had a passion to go to school or they had a passion that had somebody to do entrepreneurially or around the world work. But really what I'm trying to get at here is that in America, in this country that we live in, I'm gonna speak to a global side of the, of the in the spectrum, but you can build yourself from poverty here. You can bring yourself out of rags to riches. You hear rappers talking about it all the time. You know, and look how they did it. They did it in the rap industry, they did it in the music world. That's just, you know, one thing, they followed their passion. You know, they felt very deeply about what they were saying, what they were going through, and they felt that they needed to share that, and that was their platform. You know, other people around the world can do that. We live in the digital age. We don't live in the stone age. So even if you're born into the caste system, and you're living in India, and you're a rural farmer, and you're poor, and your family's poor, but you were born with a dream, you were born and you were born with a purpose and you're not going to listen to the generational droughts that have overcome your family for thousands of years and you're actually going to put an end to it the things that are facing you because you have access to being born into the one is the greatest generations i believe that we have an opportunity to live through right now just because of the what we have our hands on technologically and how people are thinking about each other the collective conscious and also how we create our wealth within our life. And that it's not just about money, but it's about the love, you know, and it's it's love that will over conquer everything. If you treat people with genuality and kindness, you know, through that you're able to, you know, make more connections. People have this perspective that business owners are around the world, you know, are greedy, you know, CEOs, corporate companies are messed up. But there's small corporations that make huge revelational changes around the world. And really how that happened was because of the digital age that we live in. You have a computer, you can get on it, you can research. There's countries that block things because they don't want you to move forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That, that's... A, that's that's a different
0: topic. You hit on a point that, you know, I want to jump back to just for a quick moment because I feel like it definitely has some value here. And and that is the concept of, you're talking about, um, you know, people having the ability to, to, I guess, write their own future, write their own path. You have the internet, you have all those kinds of things, right? And with that, there's been some industries and or people that have the ability to, almost springboard to that 1%, right? So you're talking maybe internet sensations, you're talking athletes, musicians, that type of stuff. You come up with maybe one viral hit, the next thing you know, you're on top of the world and if you capitalize on it right, you turn a one hit wonder into a wonderful career in whatever and you make millions, make billions, who knows, right? Um, now, I, I believe a large, Portion of that is based on the media and the content that we consume on a regular basis. How much of a, how much of impact do we feel that that has on potentially closing the gap? Seeing how some people can just make it so, what we perceive as so quickly, right? um maybe they just played a sport football for a couple of years and then all of a sudden they get drafted they go to the nfl then they make hundreds of thousands of dollars millions of dollars and some people will just say well you know they just had a unique talent and or skill set um but how do we change that perception because i feel like if we change that perception around how people make it then we might not idolize them as much and then more people would want to put in the work to be able to close that gap does that make sense am i off base there
1: yeah no not at all um one thing that i could say is that like nick was saying we have access to all the resources that we ever need and when it comes to what we're taking in on media wise that's all up to your choice and i used to follow a lot of influencers and they weren't doing anything they just were popular because of like either looks or because they had popular friends or because they like had a viral video or something and i used to follow all that stuff and i used to get discouraged because of that but that's that comes back to a mindset shift and saying, I don't, those aren't the kind of, that's not the success that I want. I want the success. And we like to follow in um, creatives and we follow people who are entrepreneurs and we just unfollowed all those other people who weren't doing anything. And we followed people who were doing something and that we're following our path. And now I always am constantly getting ads of like, here's a, a free course, a free webinar on how we did it and adding value and just taking, taking the extra step to actually learn and to grow and to shift who you're following so that your mindset can shift and it all just is a personal choice it's a choice to follow people who are hurting your mind and it's a choice to follow people who are going to help your mind and um i i do know that there's poisonous media out there but i don't even see it because i don't choose to and so it's It comes down to personal responsibility to want to change and to want to make a difference and to want to have a different influence because the right influence is out there. You just have to make a choice to follow them and to unfollow the ones who aren't positively affecting you.
2: Yeah, Um, if I could just add one small thing to that. Success happens because of your daily habits. So the things that you choose to do every single day will determine where you're at in five years good example of this is that, that's not necessarily success related, but that we can all relate to. Some of us miss missed brushing our teeth before we go to bed, and then you wake up and you have bad breath. Really bad breath. <laughs> Imagine doing that for five years. You have no teeth. You know? So success starts in your daily habits. You have to make a commitment to change. You have to make a commitment to growth because you see the bigger picture. You see five years down the road. I don't think people teach five years. I think they're like, just focus on what right now, because everything's messed up. You just gotta fix it right now. But it's life, you know? Five, 10 year mile markers, where are you gonna be?
0: Yeah, and the thing is, I think think you, you, you partially nailed it there because I think not only, you know, to Abby's point, do you have to carefully curate the people that you follow and the people that you interact with to help help bring yourself along and be positive, but, you know, to to Nick, to your point, I think you have to kind of take a step back and and evaluate and make those decisions, those small decisions that will help better your standing. And so I know there's a couple of things out there. Um, I know some banks have them in which, you know, for every, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, $4.70, you can roll over up to $5, the other $0.25 will end up going in your savings you know, and you can just say it spent five dollars. So it's those little tips and tricks that I think could do wonders for the 99% about closing the gap. You know, like, okay, so those things are, are naturally set up to be able to help you, but then I also think that there's individual things that you can do on a regular basis that's going to, one, keep more money in your pocket, and to give you a little bit more financial freedom and capital to be able to make those decisions. And that's when the people that you follow and the books that you read and the audio tapes that you listen to or podcasts can then help you once you have that more money. So those particular things that I'm thinking of is, for me personally, one of the ones that I did was up until COVID started, when I went to work, I carried my lunch and I made my lunch at home every Sunday for the last eight and a half, nine years. So I never bought one single meal out while I was at at work. So, I mean, yeah, there's the lady kind of harasses me. She's like, oh yeah, but I can't eat the same thing for lunch every single day, you know, Monday through Friday. And I'm like, yeah, there's sometimes by Wednesday, I'm tired of it. I was like, but at the same time, every single time that I do that, I know I'm holding on to anywhere between eight and $14. And by doing that, it's one, one meal a day, you know, throughout the week, that's 50 bucks a week. 50 bucks a week times, you know, 52 weeks a year. It like, it adds up really quickly, and it's, it's a small sacrifice, I get it. It's difficult, but at the same time, like, things like that have enabled me to be able to buy a home, has been able me to pay off my car, that's been able to be, you know, allow me to get more financially free to be able to do the things that I want to do. You know, saving up for my little one's college fund, you know, and so it's those little steps that you're like, yeah, I don't want to, uh, it's going to be a little bit of an inconvenience, but I think that's where a lot of people can make those small changes to be able to better themselves in a year, better themselves in two years, three years, four years. And by doing that, if you do a couple of things over the course of, the next five years, the next 10 years, you can definitely, to your point, Nick, jump potentially a ca- you know a class and, and move up in the world by saying, hey, I've done all these things, I've been able to pay off this stuff. Now I can kind of springboard and kind of, you know, make myself a little bit better and, and close that gap and make a little bit more money. Will I make the trillions? I don't know, but at the same time, I will have left, and progressed more and given more back to society as a whole, by doing that, than that.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I thought of like three ways that you could help. And it is starting by saving money and making a choice that like, like if you're going to skip a meal, actually take that money that you're going to spend and put it away and make that choice to put it away and to build a savings because not many people even have a savings in general. And another one is to choose not to go into debt. And people are unlocking credit cards for shopping for just clothing or shopping for furniture and a whole bunch of stuff that's not really necessary. You don't need it. It's luxury and it's comfortable. Um, but going into debt for something all the time, that's a trap too, so saving up and not going into debt and then educating yourself and, taking, and maybe taking some of that money that you saved and get some books about whatever you are pursuing in your life whether it be like financial books that you want to learn about or how to start your own business or how to be an artist or investing into a course about that and learning to just invest into your learning. Mm -hmm. So, because just saving money and just not being in debt won't get you far. What's gonna get you far is your education too and the right education. So being willing to invest in yourself after you saved.
0: Yeah, I think it's not only being able to invest in yourself after you saved, but then also the ability to kind of gain that experience um in whatever it is that you're doing because uh, like you know like we touched on you know earlier on it might not always um be uh, let's say like a diploma or or an education or certificate that you need sometimes you just might need hands-on experience in a particular field to be able to grow your skill set to be able to make that next leap in your in your um i guess in your career in your path Yeah. yeah Um, can I add
2: one more point? I think it's a point that, uh, thanks. I, um, I think it's, and it's one that was opened up to our eyes and it's something that's kind of cross-generationally bred into people. And it's like, don't trust people. That statement alone has been bred so far that we kind of look the other direction if we don't agree with how somebody even dresses. They may not even be a bad person. But what you're looking at is who they associate around. Your association is everything. Your network creates your net worth. So if you associate around people who aren't trying to create anything in life, what means that you're gonna create? Because you're watching the example of what I talked about before. That example, seeing, because truthfully, humans see and then they do and act out what they see. You're a parent, Mike. I'm sure you're recognizing this in your child It's picking up things that you're doing. You know, your your child sees what you're doing Mm -hmm. and child sees Mm -hmm. what your wife is doing. You know, you're the example just from that one small element there. If you look at it within your friend group, the five people closest to you make up you. That is your sum total. You know, and, and taking a step back and really accepting that you know, it gives you the opportunity to change your association, which means you change your input, which means you change your outlook because your perspective is now different. Which how you see the world. Because if you're not around, if you're not around, if you're around pessimistic people, you have a pessimistic viewpoint. You won't get anywhere. If you have around optimistic people, you have an op, you have way too much of an optimistic viewpoint, and you do nothing because you just think positivity is going to come your way. But you have to find people that are actually pursuing their path or pursuing a similar path that you are and associate with them and change your level of influence. Because if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You gotta get out of that place because iron sharpens iron and you gotta get around people that are sharper than you to get better. And that means sometimes you have to be alone. And that's okay. Because being alone and cutting away can be the first step to really figuring out how to create what you're looking for in life because you could just be around crabs who are pulling you down. That's what crabs in a bucket do is when one crab tries to crawl out, it gets pulled right back down.
1: Yeah, and you've got to be able to trust to let people in and allow a different influence and trust that they're not going to take from you because like he was saying, if you can't you can't move forward if you don't trust people and extend your influence and accept a different way of thinking. And it all comes down to that trust, like you were saying.
2: Yep. Just being willing to trust and open up. Whatever happens, happens. But the biggest risk of all is never jumping.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. You have to, you have to take that risk. And I, I think you actually just, you highlighted my next slogan for the month of August and that's, don't be a crap. Um, <laughs> 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 that's, that's gonna be my that's slogan awesome. month, don't be a crap. Yeah, I mean it's funny because yeah. the islands do the same thing, but I, I remember. So that's that's a huge function of it. Um, but I also remember what I what I was missing, and that was to kind of to kind of to touch on on Abby's point in the fact that sometimes you know with those three things, choosing not to go in debt, choosing not to do things, can be a little bit problematic for people internally. But I want to just highlight the the potential importance of minimizing your life and what you actually need to do what you want to do, right? You know, um, and that means a lot of it is materialistic stuff. Do you need the fanciest cars? Do you need 20 of the same different type of t-shirts? And just downsizing your life can be a huge aspect to to saving a lot of money that you can use elsewhere. Um, So, great. Now, to recap a little bit, I just want to highlight um, some of the things that we found that have been the most important is in closing that generational wealth gap. And so I want you guys input to see if we kind of missed anything. So, um, first we'll have to really focus on making sure that we increase the financial education for people and focus on the freedom of their time over the freedom of their money. Um, how do we make an impact? That we want to make and kind of focus on asking the kids and the next generation to focus on that instead. Focus on finding ways to be disruptive in your passive income which will change the dynamics of the game I guess in in many industries and can kind of push things forward and try and find multiple pipelines for income in those avenues. Look at it from a holistic approach, ask for help, and then um, find mechanisms that you can use to reinvest in non-large businesses that will help the outside economy and help things there. Also, shift your following to fuel your path forward, so to make sure that you are surrounded by people who are going to help you, who are going to nurture your path, who are going to help push you forward. Uh, we definitely want to save money, whether it's skipping a meal or whatever the case is. Um, don't be a crab and go into debt and educate yourself and invest in yourself. Um, network creates your net worth, so I like that. Did I miss anything there, guys? Nope,
1: that is all, And it just comes down to believing in yourself to continuing to move forward despite what society thinks is normal because that disruptive nature is gonna be what makes changes. And we've gotta make changes and we've gotta be okay with people making changes and being different and making that normal.
2: Yeah, be the change you wanna see in the world. It starts with you because step outside the herd, watch the herd go by, walk the other direction. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Walk with those that are willing to walk with you and let the other people just do their thing. Meet people where they're at. Never judge, never criticize, always encourage, always uplift, and always help elevate people through your example. Be the light, because people need to see it. Imagine if you imagine if you could be that one friend that takes a step forward, that changes your entire net networks yeah. lifestyle path because you had the courage to pursue yours. You had the courage to eliminate the self-doubt and just move forward despite what others say, despite what you say about yourself, because you know that you were put here for a bigger mission, a bigger purpose, and a bigger path.
0: Well said, um, Nick. I I couldn't, you know, just to kind of wrap up, we hit on all the bullet points, but um, I want to be respectful of you guys' time, and I know it's it's starting again, to get dark outside, so. Um, I really want to thank you guys for coming on the show. I think this has been, you know, one of the best shows yet. You know, your insights on such a, on such a topic that I think is very prevalent in mainstream, you know, America and media right now. Um, I think has been we've added a lot of insights that have, would be super helpful for people to kind of create a starting point, not only from a large societal perspective, but then also from a more individualistic. Um, perspective. So I have to thank you guys for your time, your energy, your space, your presence and bringing your whole selves here and, and making this a great episode.
1: Uh, we appreciate you for, bring, for bringing us on and letting us share because um, it's, it's awesome to be recognized. I mean, we're nothing big. We're just us. And it just is people recognizing people who are moving forward and that's what's going to make a difference so we appreciate you bringing us on and allowing us to share and for you being a light in in our life too
2: yeah absolutely mike you do a phenomenal job with what you're doing here you're on a huge huge mission to be able to impact the lives of millions of people and reach them in ways that you know we don't even know that's possible and uh, you know, I just I thank you, Abby, and I thank you for just giving us an opportunity to come onto your platform. You know, giving us that privilege. You know, we don't take that lightly. Lightly, we don't take that for granted. You know, this is a huge opportunity that we value, and we're so thankful that you see value within us, so that we can continue to add value and collaborate together and breathe in the collective conscious that we know is alive and well, and that needs life. You know, so just thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you're very welcome. It's, it's been completely my pleasure. I love engaging with you know, some positive people that have some, some great energy and some good things moving forward. So um, thank you to all the listeners for, for joining us on this episode. I hope you got some really good value from it. Leave some comments. Make sure to rate us on um, on Apple Podcasts and some of the other ones. Um, you can listen to us all over yeah, on all over the, the podcasts. You can also check out our webpage at ideaprov.live and we'll catch up with you next time. Welcome to another invention of the week by Diaprov. Um, this time I wanted to bring to you and kind of highlight a rather old invention actually. It's been around since about 2011, 2012. It's concept of the Hyperloop. So you can see from this really cool picture here, it's this kind of capsule-like futuristic thing um, that resides inside of a tube that is propelled at really high speeds using magnetic levitation and some vacuum pumps. Um, In this tube it can get up to around 700 miles an hour. So currently it's being tested to connect the cities of Dallas and Fort Worth, but its first commercial use is supposed to be over in the United Arab Emirates um, towards the end of the year and it's supposed to start production there. It's made by Virgin Mobile Company. And the good news is is that the Department of Transportation has announced regulations on um, how this can proceed forward. So just to give you a kind of, I guess, background as to, to how this can really improve things, just to take cities and kind of connect them, right? So for example, in the future, the LA function of this is looking at potentially connecting the cities of Chicago and Pittsburgh. Normally this is about 460 miles and it takes about seven hours by car, um, somewhere in that region. Pretty much if you built a Hyperloop to go there, you could get from one place to another in 45 minutes. Uh, another example is if you keeping all things the same, Seattle to Miami. So pretty much the two farthest places in the continental United States. This is 3,297 miles apart. It would take you 48 hours to drive consistently all the way through. Even by plane, it's gonna take you five hours and 45 minutes. If if a Hyperloop was created in between those, you could get from one to the other in four hours and 45 minutes, faster than a plane. Moving at 700 miles an hour, one of the things that people think is it's going to be this breakneck, you know, you're going to be able to feel it and they've pretty much gone against that and said, you know, we can, it does this gradually, so you don't really feel it. Um, as you can see from the pictures, it kind of goes into a little tube and you'd be really fast through this series of vacuum pumps and tunnels down in this area. I mean, we're talking New York to LA in four hours. Like, that's pretty much as, you know, pretty fast as you can get. Here's a picture of what it looks like out in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where they're testing it. So, um, I wanted to kind of highlight this and and show the, uh, the positive impact that this could potentially have on society as a whole from I mean there's some things that will definitely have to work out so um, they're talking about initially 15 years to complete which I think is kind of crazy and then you have to worry about land rights like where is it going over the land and all those kinds of things but for the grand scheme of things I really thought that this was a really good idea that I wanted to share that it could bring some highlights more attention to to it Um, from an idea prop spin you can definitely you know reduce our energy transport people around the country faster and have a massive amount of time savings for just anybody and everybody Um, i thought it was a really good way to connect people and to bring you know people together in different perspectives um, which can only bring about positive change i'm going to go ahead and put a link down in the bio so that way you guys can can look and read and follow up on it. Um, I think this would be a really kind of cool initiative for people to get involved with um, and just to read up and learn a little bit more about. So don't forget to like, share, provide some feedback. I'd love to know your thoughts. Um, Until next time, guys.